Welcome, dear friends, to another peaceful evening on our channel. Tonight we have a soothing tale prepared especially for you, one that will transport you to a world of enchantment, resilience, and unwavering love. As the day slowly fades away and the moon casts its gentle glow upon your surroundings, take a moment to settle into a comfortable position, allowing your body to relax completely. Close your eyes and take a deep breath, letting the weight of the day melt away releasing any tension held within. In this sacred space we've created, let the worries and stresses of the outside world fade into the background. For now is the time to embrace tranquility and surrender to the soothing power of storytelling. Allow yourself to drift into a state of deep relaxation, feeling the rhythm of your breath as it gently guides you into a peaceful state of being. Tonight we embark on a journey together, guided by the enchanting voice of Yvette, our storyteller. She will lead you through a tale of courage and perseverance, where a silent princess and her six swan siblings navigate a world filled with curses, challenges, and the unbreakable bonds of family. As Yvette's voice envelops you like a warm, comforting embrace, let your mind wander into this realm of imagination and wonder. Picture the grand kingdom with its majestic castle nestled amidst lush landscapes and sparkling rivers. Visualize the characters, their emotions, and the delicate tapestry of their lives. Through this gentle storytelling, we invite you to immerse yourself in the soothing cadence of Yvette's voice, allowing it to guide you into a restful state of mind. Listen closely to the ebb and flow of the narrative, allowing it to create a soothing rhythm, carrying you effortlessly into the realm of dreams. As the story unfolds, feel the cares of the day dissolve, replaced by a sense of calm and serenity. Let your thoughts wander with the princess and her family as they navigate the challenges of the witch's curse, their unwavering love illuminating the path to redemption. Remember, dear friends, that you are safe, embraced by the gentle embrace of this story. Allow yourself to surrender to the tranquility and let the soothing words wash over you like a soft, comforting breeze, lulling you into a deep and restful slumber. Now, as you embark on this enchanting journey with us, Take a few moments to settle even deeper into relaxation. Allow your mind to be captivated by the story as it carries you away to a world where dreams and reality intertwine. May this peaceful tale guide you gently towards a restful sleep, where dreams become whispers and whispers become dreams. So, dear friends, let us embark on this tranquil voyage together as Yvette begins to weave the tapestry of The Silent Queen's Triumph, a retelling of The Six Swans, carrying you effortlessly into a world of calm and blissful sleep. Chapter 1 Of King and Country Once upon a time, in an era both familiar and distant, there rested a grand kingdom. Its rolling hills spread like a verdant quilt beneath the gentle sun, and forests shrouded in emerald mystery whispered tales of yore. Golden crops swayed in the tranquil breeze, and under a sapphire sky, life meandered with quiet certainty. At the heart of this kingdom sprawled a city of intricate cobblestone streets and quaint cottages that wound their way towards a grand castle. It stood as a sentinel of stone and magic, a testament to the warmth and wisdom of its ruler, King Arvid. King Arvid was a man of immense grace and benevolence, loved by his people and respected by his peers. His strength was not in his broad shoulders or his ability to wield a sword, 
but rather in his heart that held an ocean's worth of kindness and understanding. His laughter echoed through the halls of his castle, and his wisdom filled the hearts of his people, leading them gently through the maze of life. Within the castle walls, nestled under his protective wings, was his cherished brood. Seven children, each with their unique sparks, yet bound by an unbreakable bond. Though the kingdom saw little of them, stories of their shared adventures, laughter and companionship were whispered throughout the castle's stone corridors and trickled into the town, warming the hearts of the townsfolk. The eldest, Oscar, was a mirror image of his father, bearing not only his looks, but his magnanimous spirit. Valeria, the second child, was a tornado of energy, her laughter echoing through the castle halls. The twins, Eric and Carolina, were a study in contrasts, one as silent as the moonlit night, and the other as vibrant as the dawn. Sigrid was a true scholar, always found with her nose in some ancient tome, and the gentle Nicholas, always ready with a comforting word. And then there was the youngest, the tender-hearted Alina, a beacon of innocence and pure joy, adored by her siblings. Despite the bustle of the kingdom and the duties of the king, this family found solace within each other. Their bond was stronger than the mightiest of the castle's towers, their affection deeper than the surrounding moat. In the heart of the kingdom, inside the stone castle, a world thrived, painted with love, coloured by shared laughter, and lined with an unspoken promise of protection. The tale of their lives was one of harmony, a soothing melody played on the strings of familial love, waiting to embrace the notes of destiny that were soon to be strummed. And so, in this world both old and new, our story begins. Chapter 2. The Curse A new dawn rose over the kingdom, painting the sky with hues of pink and orange. Even the usually quiet birds seemed to sing louder, sensing the wave of change that was about to sweep through. It was a day like any other for King Arvid, who loved to start his mornings with a solitary horse ride through the lush, verdant forest fringing his kingdom. Clad in a simple riding attire, he mounted his favourite steed, a majestic black stallion named Midnight, and trotted away from the castle, leaving the early morning fog in his wake. The forest was a place of peace for the king, a place where the regal crowns of the towering trees seemed to bow in silent respect, where the cool, crisp air filled his lungs with a sweetness that tasted of freedom. For Arvid, these rides were a balm, a brief respite from the demands of kingship. Today he ventured deeper, lost in the forest's comforting embrace and the symphony of its rustling leaves. However, the forest was also a labyrinth, a sea of green where all paths looked alike, where the same tree could be seen twice yet appear alien each time. As the morning sun ascended higher, King Arvid realised he had wandered too far and lost his bearings. His surroundings appeared unfamiliar, and a sense of unease crept over him. He turned midnight around, hoping to retrace his path, but each turn led him deeper into the forest's entangling maze. Just when his worry began to knot tighter, a soft humming sound reached his ears. He followed the noise to a clearing where an old woman, dressed in a cloak of woven moss, was tending a bed of strange, luminous flowers. The woman looked up, her face weathered with age, but her eyes held a glimmer of something inscrutable. 
A sudden chill prickled at King Arvid's skin, but he swallowed his apprehension and respectfully asked for the way back to his castle. In exchange for her help, the woman asked for a seemingly simple request. Your youngest child, she croaked. Give them to me, and I will show you the path. Her words hung in the air, as poisonous as a serpent's bite. King Arvid was taken aback. His heart pounded against his chest like a wild drum, and he looked at the woman in disbelief. His thoughts raced to little Elena, her laughter, her joy, the light in her eyes. Could he doom her to an uncertain fate? Was his freedom worth the price of his child's happiness? No, he finally said, his voice filled with unwavering determination. I cannot give you what you ask. A cruel smile twisted the woman's lips, and her eyes flickered with a strange light. Then so be it, she said. With a wave of her gnarled hand, a narrow path opened in the underbrush, leading the way back to his castle. The king, filled with relief and fear, quickly urged midnight onto the path, leaving the clearing and the mysterious old woman behind. He reached his castle, his heart heavy with the foreboding of an invisible storm. His unease only deepened when he entered his beloved home to find it shrouded in an unnatural silence. He rushed to his children's quarters, his heart pounding in his chest, only to find Alina alone, crying, surrounded by six pristine white feathers. The feathers were unusually large, the size of a man's hand, their texture soft and yet strong. They are gone, father, Alina sobbed, her young face distorted with fear and sorrow. My brothers and sisters just disappeared. A terrible realisation washed over King Arvid. He clutched the feathers in his hands, each one a chilling testament to his grave mistake. The old woman, the uncanny request, his refusal, and now this. His children were victims of an unseen curse. His heart echoed with regret and despair, but amid the chaos, a quiet determination took root. He had lost his children to an ancient curse, but he still had his daughter, his precious Alina. He would protect her at any cost, and he would find a way to undo this terrible fate that had befallen his children. He looked at Alina, her wide eyes filled with fear and questions, and he made a silent vow. A vow to save his children, to bring them back. Meanwhile, far away in a forgotten corner of the kingdom, six majestic swans alighted on a serene lake. They were not ordinary birds. Their eyes held a spark of human intelligence, a glimmer of lost identity, and around their necks, they bore golden crowns, a symbol of their royal lineage and the curse that had torn them away from their human forms. The kingdom slipped into a morning that seemed to have no end. The once joyful castle, now a tomb of silence. The benevolent king was a shadow of his former self, each passing day a grim reminder of his loss. Yet, amid the sorrow, a glimmer of hope remained, a young girl who held the key to a future yet unwritten. It was on her young shoulders that the weight of the kingdom now rested, on her path that the tale was destined to continue. Chapter 3. Growing Up Alone As the swans found their place among the reeds of the secluded lake and the kingdom sank into its heavy quietude, life within the castle walls adjusted to a new rhythm. The once joyful laughter of six siblings had faded into memory, leaving an echo that haunted the castle's stone corridors and a young girl who remembered what it was to have brothers and sisters. Alina, 
the youngest daughter of King Arvid, found herself growing up in a world marked by their absence. Each day was a journey through time, each corner of the castle a museum of memories, a testament to the laughter and the camaraderie that had once filled the castle halls. She would wander through their shared chambers, her fingers tracing the carved wooden bed frames, the abandoned toys, the maps they had drawn together, planning imaginary quests. Alina was not alone in her silent vigil. Her father, the kind-hearted king, was her stalwart companion in this melancholy journey. They mourned together and found comfort in shared memories, in stories of youthful adventures and innocent pranks. Yet as much as King Arvid shared with his daughter, the truth of the children's fate remained his burden alone to bear. In the solitude of his study, the king often pondered upon the haunting encounter with the witch in the forest and the curse that followed. Could there be a way to break it? Could there be a way to bring his beloved children back? He buried himself in ancient texts, in cryptic laws of magic and curses, seeking any hint, any clue that could lead to their salvation. While the king searched for answers in the depth of ancient knowledge, Alina sought her own answers. As she blossomed from a young girl into a spirited young woman, her curiosity and her innate sense of determination bloomed with her. Alina began to question the mysterious disappearance of her family. As much as she loved her father, she felt that there was a truth he was shielding her from, a piece of the puzzle that remained hidden. The castle's old nanny, a stooped woman with eyes that held years of wisdom, became Alina's unwitting ally in her quest for truth. She was a wellspring of stories, her tales laced with the wisdom of the old world, with the magic that had long faded from their kingdom. It was from her that Alina first heard of ancient curses, of witches, and of spells that could transform a man into a beast. In the quiet hours of the night, while the kingdom slept, Alina pored over the tales that Nanny had woven. They spoke of transformations and curses, of spells that could turn men into animals, and of quests that led to their salvation. The similarities between these tales and her family's fate were too stark to ignore. The seeds of suspicion planted in her mind began to grow, weaving a narrative that she found hard to dismiss. Could her brothers and sisters have been victims of such a curse? Her determination to find the truth led her to her father's study, to the piles of dust-laden books and the ancient scrolls that spoke a language of their own. Night after night, she delved into the cryptic scripts, her heart pulsing with hope and fear. She found stories that mirrored hers, tales of cursed princes and their devoted siblings. As the moon traced its path across the midnight sky, she found the strength to face the truth. Her siblings were not simply lost, they had been stolen by a wicked curse. And so, a new resolve was born within the castle walls. A young woman, armed with the knowledge of a terrible truth, determined to do whatever it took to bring her family home. As Alina set forth on her journey, the castle that had long slumbered in sorrow awoke to a newfound hope. The truth had been faced, the path was set, and the fate of the six swans hung in the balance, waiting for the story to unfold. Chapter 4 The Revelation One sweltering summer afternoon, 
when the sun hung lazily in the clear blue sky and the castle gardens bloomed with a thousand colours, Alina found herself in the king's study. Piles of ancient books and scrolls cluttered the room, the air heavy with the smell of old parchment and the undercurrent of quiet desperation. She was drawn towards a particularly worn-out book, its pages as brittle as autumn leaves, and the ink faded into the ghost of a memory. She carefully opened it, her heart beating in anticipation, her gaze quickly scanning the cryptic symbols and faded drawings. And then she found it. A story, not unlike her own. It spoke of a wicked witch, a curse, and six princes turned into swans. The tale was eerily familiar, mirroring the hidden truth she had long suspected. As the words seeped into her consciousness, a tumult of emotions erupted within her. Grief, anger, fear. They all washed over her like an ocean tide threatening to drown her. But amid the storm, one feeling surged above the rest. Determination. A fierce, unyielding resolve to undo the terrible curse and bring her family members home. The book laid out a daunting task to break the curse. The silence of six years and six shirts made from the petals of the star flower, a rare and elusive bloom that was said to grow in the heart of the forest. The task was a test of faith, of patience, of endurance. It would demand every ounce of her strength, every shred of her courage. But the stakes were too high, the love for her family too profound to be daunted by the challenge. She sat there in the dusty, sun-drenched room, surrounded by tales of magic and curses, the path to her destiny laid bare in front of her. Her heart raced, not with fear but with a newfound purpose, with the hope of reuniting her family. She took a moment, breathing in the musty scent of old books, grounding herself in the reality of her task. With her decision made, Alina went to her father. She found King Arvid in the castle gardens, his hands full of soil, his heart lost in memories. He looked up as she approached, a question lingering in his eyes. She took a deep breath, mustering her courage. I know, she simply said. A look of surprise, then understanding crossed his face. He had always known that this day would come, that his brave, determined daughter would uncover the truth. He reached out, holding her hands in his. Are you sure, Alina? he asked, his voice heavy with concern. She gave his hands a gentle squeeze, her eyes shining with unwavering resolve. I have to do this, father, she said. For them, for us. King Arvid nodded, a mixture of pride and apprehension swirling in his heart. He wrapped his arms around her in a comforting embrace, a silent vow of support. They stood there, amidst the blooming flowers, beneath the clear sky, a father and daughter bound by love and a shared loss, ready to face the trials of the journey that lay ahead. With the truth of her siblings' fate unveiled and the path to their salvation charted, Alina prepared for the challenge of her lifetime. As the sun set on another day in the kingdom, a story centuries old was about to find a new hero, a young woman with courage in her heart, a resolve as unyielding as a diamond, was about to embark on a journey that would shape her destiny and the fate of her family. Chapter 5. The Vow On the following dawn, under the watchful gaze of the morning sun, Elena stood before her father and the kingdom. A crowd had gathered, a sea of familiar faces painted with concern and curiosity. She stood tall, her back straight, 
her head held high. In her heart, the echo of the vow she was about to take pulsed with every beat. I vow, she began, her voice carrying over the crowd, to silence my voice for six years and to weave six shirts from the petals of the star flower. I swear to break the curse that holds my family captive, and I will not rest until they stand beside us once again. Her words hung in the air, solemn and resolute, an unbroken promise. The crowd fell silent, their eyes wide with respect and a shared sense of hope. Her father, the stoic King Arvid, watched with a mixture of pride and fear. He knew the journey that lay ahead of her was fraught with danger and uncertainty, but he also knew his daughter, her resilience, her courage, her unyielding love for her sisters and brothers. With her vow taken and her path set, Alina bade farewell to her kingdom. She left the comfort of the castle, the familiarity of its stone walls, the warmth of its hearth. She turned away from the manicured gardens and cobblestone paths, leaving behind the life she had known, the comforts of royalty, the company of her people. Instead, she ventured into the untamed wilderness of the forest, the raw beauty of nature, the solitude of the woods. Her new home was a simple hut nestled in the heart of the forest. The dwelling, made from woven branches and roofed with thick foliage, was a stark contrast to her former grandeur, but Alina welcomed the change with open arms. This humble abode became her sanctuary, a place of peace and perseverance, a cocoon protecting her from the world as she embarked on her solitary task. Days turned into weeks, then months. Her life was a slow rhythm marked by the rise and fall of the sun, the whispering wind and the rustling leaves. Every day she ventured into the forest, her eyes scanning the earth for the elusive star flower. She learned to recognise its luminous petals, the gentle glow it emanated under the moonlight, the way its scent filled the air with a sweet, intoxicating aroma. Each petal she picked was a step closer to her goal, each silent prayer a beacon of hope. She wove them into shirts, her fingers tracing patterns learned from her nanny, her mind focused on her task. Silence was her constant companion, a golden thread that ran through her life, binding her to her vow. Yet, there were times when silence seemed like a heavy chain, when the absence of her voice made her feel as if she were fading, becoming a shadow in the forest. She missed the sound of her own laughter, the simple pleasure of humming a tune, the warmth of a conversation. But she bore her solitude with patience, drawing strength from her love for her family, from the promise of their reunion. Her resolve never faltered, even when the winter snow blanketed the earth and the star flowers hid under the frost. She waited, enduring the cold, her faith unwavering, her spirit undeterred. As the seasons cycled, from the bloom of spring to the rustle of autumn leaves, she remained committed to her task, her vow echoing in the silence of the woods. Elena's journey was not just a test of her patience and endurance, but also a transformation. As she dedicated herself to her task, as she lived in harmony with nature, she grew, not just in years, but in wisdom and inner strength. Her solitude nurtured introspection, her silence fostered resilience, and her task bestowed upon her a sense of purpose that was as unyielding as the ancient trees around her. As she wove the starflower petals into shirts, 
as she maintained her vow of silence, Alina did not just work to break a curse, she shaped her destiny. In the heart of the forest, in a humble hut, a young woman became a beacon of hope, a symbol of love's endurance, and a testament to the power of a promise. Chapter 6. The New King's Interest In a kingdom adjacent to Alina's homeland, a young king ruled with wisdom and grace. King Leander was known for his fairness, his keen intellect, and his adventurous spirit. He was as comfortable on his throne as he was on a horse, often embarking on hunting trips that took him far beyond the borders of his land. One such trip led him to the edge of the deep forest that served as Alina's sanctuary. The dense foliage, the rustling whispers of the wind, and the chorus of birdsongs intrigued him. The forest was a world of its own, a living, breathing entity that hummed with mystery. It was here, amid the towering trees and the dappled sunlight, that King Leander first saw her. Alina, oblivious to the royal eyes observing her, was engaged in her daily routine, her fingers delicately picking the starflower petals. Her peaceful countenance, the determined set of her jaw, and the elegance of her movements were a captivating sight. The forest around her seemed to sway in harmony with her, creating a tableau of serene beauty that held the young king captive. Days turned into weeks, and King Leander found himself drawn to the forest, to the silent maiden, time and time again. He watched her from a distance, a silent observer of her solitary world. His fascination grew with each visit, his mind intrigued by the silent girl who lived alone in the forest. One day, mustering his courage, he approached her. His boots crunched on the dry leaves, his heart pounding with a strange anticipation. As he neared, Alina sensed his presence and looked up, her calm eyes meeting his. Her gaze held a strength that surprised him, a resolve that commanded respect. He spoke, his voice disrupting the symphony of forest sounds. Who are you? he asked, curiosity lacing his words. Alina simply looked at him, her silence a wall he couldn't penetrate. His question hung in the air, unanswered, but he wasn't deterred. Instead, he was intrigued by her silence. His curiosity piqued. King Leander made several attempts to communicate with her, to understand her, but Alina's vow of silence stood as an unbroken barrier. She responded to his inquiries with gestures, with soft smiles and patient nods, her silence a melody he was learning to appreciate. Yet, there were times when her silence was a challenge, a puzzle he was desperate to solve. He would watch her as she wove the star flower petals, her hands moving with practised ease, her face reflecting a quiet determination. What was her story? Why did she live alone in the forest, speaking to no one? As Alina got to know King Leander, she was struck by his patience, his genuine interest, and his respectful distance. His eyes, warm and understanding, seemed to recognise her struggles, his silence matching hers during her weaving. There was a wordless understanding that developed between them, a silent communication that eased her solitude. She hoped that one day he would understand her vow, her silence, and the love for her fellow children that fueled her determination. As she continued weaving the shirts under the canopy of trees, as the sun traced its arc across the sky, 
She cherished this unexpected companionship, this beacon of understanding in her world of silence. Thus, in the heart of the forest, under the watchful eyes of ancient trees, a unique friendship bloomed between a silent maiden and a patient king. Their story was just beginning to unfold, the threads of their lives entwining, leading them towards a shared destiny filled with trials, hopes and love. Chapter 7. Life at the New Castle As the seasons danced their eternal cycle, Alina's life saw a new dawn. King Leander, his heart won over by the silent maiden, had brought her to his castle. The grand edifice, perched atop a gentle hill, overlooked the entire kingdom, its tall turrets reaching for the skies, its stone walls echoing with stories of yore. It was a stark contrast to her humble hut in the forest, but Alina was undeterred by the grandeur. Her new abode was a suite of rooms that overlooked the royal gardens, a private sanctuary that allowed her to continue her task. She spent her days weaving the starflower petals, her silence a constant companion. King Leander ensured that she was uninterrupted, his understanding a soothing balm in her new surroundings. However, life in the castle was not as serene as her forest refuge. The castle was a symphony of sounds. The courtiers' chatter, the rustle of silk gowns, the minstrel's songs. It was a living, breathing entity that never truly slept. And amidst this cacophony, Elena's silence was a discordant note, an enigma that piqued the curiosity of the castle's inhabitants. Intrigued by the silent maiden, the courtiers watched her with speculative eyes. Whispers floated in the hallways, questions filled the banquet halls, and stories were spun in hushed tones. Why did the king bring a silent girl to the castle? What was the story behind her unending task of sewing shirts from flower petals? Among all the courtiers, the Queen Mother, a formidable woman with sharp eyes and a sharper tongue, was the most suspicious. She watched Alina with a hawk's gaze, her mind swirling with doubts and concerns. King Leander's unusual interest in the Silent Maiden worried her, and she was determined to unravel the mystery. Life at the castle was a delicate dance for Alina. She navigated the inquisitive glances and the whispered speculations with grace, her focus unwavering from her task. She felt the weight of the Queen Mother's gaze, the unspoken questions hanging in the air, but she bore it with patience. She had a vow to uphold, a promise to keep, and no amount of curiosity or suspicion would deter her. However, the constant scrutiny and the persistent silence took a toll on her. There were moments of weakness, moments when the castle's stone walls seemed to close in on her, the loneliness creeping up like a silent shadow. But in those moments, she found solace in King Leander's understanding gaze, his silent companionship a beacon in her sea of trials. She held on to her hope, onto the image of her brothers and sisters returning to their human form, their smiles lighting up her world. And with that hope, she persevered, her hands weaving the petals, her heart weaving dreams of a reunion, Thus, within the towering stone walls of the castle, amidst the intrigue and whispers, Alina held on to her vow. She lived her silent existence, her task a constant, her faith unwavering. She was a silent melody in a symphony of sounds, a mystery wrapped in a tapestry of whispers, an enigma that was slowly unravelling. Chapter 8. Marriage and Motherhood In the heart of the kingdom, 
in the grand castle perched atop a gentle hill, King Leander had fallen irrevocably in love. He was captivated, not by the allure of a beautiful maiden, but by the strength of a silent woman whose determination was as constant as the northern star. Alina, the maiden who had won his heart, was a woman of immense resilience, her silent vow an echo of her unyielding spirit. One morning, under the watchful gaze of the castle and the open skies above, Leander found himself basking in the glow of dawn. Beside the grandest tree in the royal gardens, he knelt before Alina, presenting her with a ring. The piece of jewellery was a golden band, holding sapphires as blue as the midday sky, as sincere as the gaze that held her captive. Leander's lips parted, voicing a proposal that echoed in the serenity of the garden, his eyes reflecting his plea, the words encasing his ardent love. Alina's response wasn't audible, her vow of silence remaining steadfast. Instead, she nodded, the movement delicate and yet filled with conviction. Her eyes glistened, mirroring the morning dew that clung to the leaves around them. The serene garden bore witness to their love, the silent promise of commitment hanging in the air, as palpable as the love that shimmered in both their eyes. The castle, with its history steeped in legends and tales of yore, prepared to host a wedding unlike any before. Stone walls that had withstood the test of time were adorned with bright banners and vibrant flowers. The mighty turrets echoed with the strumming of lutes and the harmonious melodies of minstrels, adding music to the joyful air. King Leander, regal in his wedding attire, exuded an aura of contentment, his anticipation mirrored in his bright eyes. Alina, ensconced in a white gown that rivalled the purity of freshly fallen snow, radiated beauty and grace. Her silence, which was often a topic of hushed whispers and curious glances, transformed into a powerful declaration of love that resonated with every guest present. As they stood under the vast expanse of the sky, the vows were exchanged. Leander's promises filled the air, echoing off the stone walls and reaching the heavens above. Elena's vow, unspoken yet deeply felt, was conveyed through the promise in her teary eyes and her trembling fingers. Their first kiss as a wedded pair, witnessed by the kingdom and the skies, was a celebration of their love, a silent vow of companionship, and a testament to the trust they held for each other. Days melted into weeks, and weeks into months, each passing moment steeped in newfound happiness and love. When the news of Alina's pregnancy found its way to the inhabitants of the kingdom, joyous celebrations ensued. The castle hummed with the anticipation of a new heir, the echoes of happiness reverberating through every nook and corner. Alina's journey into motherhood was marked by the birth of a son, a moment in time that encompassed overwhelming joy and a tinge of fear. Holding her child in her arms, his miniature fingers curling around hers, she was flooded with love so potent that it stole her breath away. Yet, the inability to voice her affection, to hum soothing lullabies into his ears, and to whisper comforting words when he cried, clouded her happiness. Despite her fears and the piercing scrutiny of the courtiers, Alina found herself falling into the rhythm of motherhood with ease. She reveled in her son's growth, each milestone becoming a cherished memory, each moment a testament to her unwavering love. All the while, she continued her daunting task, 
the sewing of the shirts from the starflower petals, a vow that bound her destiny to her siblings. Thus, within the high walls of the castle, amidst the chatter of courtiers and the silent judgment of the Queen Mother, Elena carried out her roles with determination. She was a mother, a wife and a sister holding on to a promise, her life a delicate balance of joy and trials. Her silent vow resonated within the stone walls of the castle, a promise that was inching closer to fulfilment with each passing day. Chapter 9. The Accusation Elena's life within the castle, though filled with challenges, held a certain rhythm that she had grown accustomed to. Her days revolved around her son, her secret task, and her silent conversations with Leander. However, the tranquility that she had managed to find was about to be shattered by a force that lurked within the castle, the Queen Mother. The Queen Mother, a woman of considerable influence, was a formidable presence in the castle. With her stern features and watchful gaze, she commanded respect and instilled fear in the hearts of the courtiers. Her scepticism towards Alina, the silent queen who had entered their lives so suddenly, never wavered. Over time, her scepticism transformed into suspicion, and then into a malicious intent that would bring Alina's world crumbling down. The plan was simple, fueled by her growing disdain for the silent queen. She would tarnish Alina's reputation, casting doubts on her ability to be a mother, a wife and a queen. With the king's love for Alina as steadfast as ever, the queen mother decided to strike where it would hurt the most, her grandchild. It was a day like any other when the queen mother enacted her sinister plan. As the sun set, bathing the castle in an orange glow, she crept into the nursery where Alina's son slept soundly. With a heart hardened by her resolve, she took the child into her arms, her icy gaze falling on his innocent face. Back in her quarters, she concealed the child, ensuring he was comfortable and oblivious to the part he played in her malevolent scheme. As night fell, the castle was swept into a frenzy. Servants rushed around, their faces pale, their voices filled with worry as they reported the disappearance of the prince to the king and queen. The news struck Alina like a lightning bolt, her heart pounding in her chest as a cold fear gripped her. Her son, her world, was missing. She felt as if the ground beneath her had given way, leaving her falling into an abyss of horror and despair. King Leander's shock was visible in his widened eyes, the colour draining from his face. He ordered a thorough search of the castle, his voice echoing through the halls. As the night deepened, the castle transformed into a place of nightmares, the fear and tension tangible in the air. In the silent conspiracy of the night, the Queen Mother carried out the next part of her plan. She crept into Alina's quarters, a bundled-up shirt in her hands. With deft fingers, she placed the shirt into Alina's nearly finished pile, her lips curling into a victorious smile. As dawn approached, the castle was filled with an eerie quiet, the search had yielded no results, and despair hung heavy in the air. It was then that the Queen Mother, her expression a mask of shock and sorrow, revealed the bundled shirt she had found. She accused Alina of witchcraft, the unfounded accusation ringing through the castle halls. Alina stared at the Queen Mother, her silent sobs ripping through her heart. Accused, helpless and muted by her vow, she was at the mercy of the King. The King 
torn between his mother and his wife, was cloaked in a profound sorrow. His heart ached for his missing son, for the woman he loved, and the predicament that had befallen them. In his eyes, Elena saw a reflection of her despair, a storm of emotions that mirrored her own. As the sun rose, painting the sky with hues of pink and orange, the castle woke to a reality that was as bitter as it was heartbreaking. Chapter 10. The Trial The grim tension that hung over the castle was a heavy, stifling presence, like the ominous calm before a thunderstorm. Every soul within those stone walls, from the highest-ranking nobleman to the lowest kitchen maids, bore the weight of an impending catastrophe. The disappearance of the baby prince was a shock that shook the castle's foundations, the echoes of the devastating news still resonating within its corridors. Yet, what followed was a nightmare nobody could have foreseen. Queen Alina, beloved by the king, the silent, mysterious woman who had captured his heart, was accused of a heinous crime, a crime involving witchcraft and their vanished child. In the Grand Hall of the Castle, a place that had been witness to countless celebrations, merry feasts and royal gatherings, a dark transformation was underway. Instead of the usual gold and silver adornments, the long tables filled with the kingdom's most exotic delicacies, the hall was stripped bare of its luxurious embellishments. The vibrant tapestries were replaced with plain, dull drapes, and the throne at the head of the hall was now the seat for judgment, not a seat of merriment. As the day of the trial dawned, the castle was abuzz with anxious whispers. The grand hall was filled with courtiers and noblemen, their usual chatty camaraderie replaced by a brooding silence. King Leander, known for his fairness and benevolence, entered the hall, a picture of regal authority, albeit with a sorrowful aura surrounding him. His heart weighed heavy in his chest, a profound sorrow etched on his face. The king's seat, once a symbol of power and joy, had now turned into a throne of anguish and indecision. Queen Alina was then brought into the hall, the guards leading her with a respectful distance. Her hands were gently bound, not in a rough manner, but more as a symbol of her current predicament. Despite the accusation and her gloomy fate, Alina bore an air of grace and defiance. She stood tall, her back straight, her face devoid of fear. Her eyes, however, were a different story. They were pools of despair, shining with unshed tears and an eerie resignation. The trial began with a heavy silence, the court watching as the Queen Mother brought forth her evidence. A tiny shirt smeared with a suspicious substance, supposedly found among Elena's personal belongings. A gasp echoed through the hall as the damning piece of fabric was displayed, the whispers turning into loud murmurs, then rising to a crescendo of shock and disbelief. Alina's turn to defend herself came, and yet she remained silent. Her lips were sealed, not by fear, but by a vow she had taken years ago, a vow that was now her biggest adversary. Her eyes moved across the faces in the court, stopping at the king's. She wished for words, for a voice to proclaim her innocence, to tell her beloved of the strange circumstances that bound her to this accursed silence. But words betrayed her, and silence became her only defence. The tension in the hall was palpable as King Leander prepared to pronounce the verdict. His voice, usually firm and authoritative, trembled as he declared Alina guilty. 
The echo of his words bounced off the stone walls of the hall, each echo a sharp stab to Alina's heart. The king's face was a mirror of despair, his eyes filled with a sorrow so profound it could drown the mightiest of warriors. Yet, through it all, Alina accepted her fate silently, her resolve unbroken, her spirit untamed. Her silence was her armour, shielding her from the accusatory stares, the damning whispers, and the heartbreaking verdict. As the guards led her away, her eyes remained locked with the king's, their shared agony too deep for words. And thus, the Grand Hall, a silent witness to joy and despair, echoed with the heavy footsteps of the guards and the silent cries of a queen wronged. Chapter 11 The Execution Day On the day of the execution, a morose aura hung over the castle and its grounds. The early morning sun was shrouded behind a veil of gloomy clouds, casting long, sombre shadows across the castle. The smell of damp earth filled the air, while a light mist blanketed the cobblestone paths. The castle, usually bustling with life, was eerily quiet, its silence only interrupted by the soft, mournful tolling of the bells in the distance. Inside the castle, the usually busy corridors were desolate. The maidservants walked with hushed footsteps, their faces downcast. The courtiers, known for their lively banter and laughter, whispered in low tones, their expressions sombre. Even the vibrant tapestries and grand paintings on the castle walls seemed to have dulled, their colours muted, reflecting the despair that had gripped the hearts of everyone in the castle. Elina, once the queen, now the condemned, spent her last hours in a barren room, stripped of all its luxury. Her fingers worked tirelessly, weaving and stitching the last of the shirts, her only hope of breaking the curse that had claimed her family. Her heart pounded in her chest, fear and anticipation making a twisted knot in her stomach. She was so close to finishing the last shirt, yet time was running out. Outside, the execution grounds were being prepared. A large stake had been erected in the middle of the castle grounds, piles of dry wood stacked around it. The very sight of it made the castle residents shudder, their hearts aching for their silent queen. As noon approached, the castle bells tolled, their mournful peals echoing throughout the kingdom. The guards, their faces devoid of emotion, led Alina towards the stake. Despite the dire circumstances, she walked with an air of grace, her gaze firm and unyielding. Even in the face of death, she held on to her hope, her hands clutching the unfinished shirt. Just as she was tied to the stake and the executioner approached with his flaming torch, a sudden gust of wind swept through the grounds. A gasp went up from the crowd as they spotted six majestic swans descending from the sky, circling the execution grounds before landing near the stake. The sight of the swans brought a ray of hope into Alina's despair-filled heart. She hurriedly completed the final stitches of the last shirt, her fingers flying across the fabric with a newfound urgency. As the swans approached, she threw the shirts over them, each one landing perfectly on a swan. An intense light engulfed the swans, momentarily blinding the crowd. When the light faded, where there had been swans, now stood six handsome young men, their faces reflecting the same shock and joy that was mirrored in Alina's eyes. 
The cheers of the crowd drowned out the shocked gasps of the Queen Mother, their joyous cries echoing across the castle grounds. The youngest brother, still with one swan wing instead of an arm, the price paid for the incomplete shirt, ran towards his sister, untied her from the stake and held her close. Their reunion marked not only the end of their years-long suffering, but also the beginning of a new chapter in their lives. As the others embraced their sister, the castle grounds, once filled with anticipation and despair, now reverberated with relief and happiness, a testament to the triumph of hope over despair. Chapter 12. The Final Reveal The silent cries of joy amongst the family were abruptly punctuated as the eldest, a tall, broad-shouldered figure, stepped forward. His voice, unused for so many years, rang out across the grounds, clear and loud. The story he told, of a wicked witch's curse, of years spent as swans, and of a sister's unwavering love and sacrifice, held the crowd in rapt attention. As his narrative wove itself through the hushed masses, expressions morphed from disbelief to shock, then finally to a profound understanding. The murmurs of the crowd quieted down to an almost inaudible hum as they absorbed the enormity of Alina's sacrifice, the depth of her silence acquiring a whole new meaning. King Leander, standing amidst his courtiers, was a figure of frozen shock. As the words of the eldest prince washed over him, the horror of his own judgment, the depth of Alina's love and determination, all crashed into him like a rogue wave, threatening to pull him under. Meanwhile, Alina stood amidst her sibling, her silent vigil finally broken. As her story was being unveiled to the world, a wave of relief washed over her. Her ordeal was finally over, her silence had found its voice, and her sisters and brothers, her cherished family, were by her side. The Queen Mother, the orchestrator of the dreadful misunderstanding, found herself at the centre of accusing gazes. The jubilant cheers that had filled the castle grounds a moment ago now morphed into outraged cries demanding justice. She shrank back, her sinister plan exposed, her powers useless in the face of the truth. King Leander, his shock now replaced with a fiery resolve, stepped forward. The Queen Mother, his own mother, had committed an unforgivable crime, and justice had to be served. Her punishment was swift and severe. Banished from the kingdom, Stripped of all her royal privileges, the once mighty Queen Mother was reduced to a pitiful figure of disgrace. As she was led away, the castle grounds erupted in cheers, not of derision for the fallen Queen Mother, but in jubilation for the true heroes of the day. Alina, the others, their unwavering love and sacrifice had triumphed over wickedness and deceit. The sun, breaking free from the cover of gloomy clouds, bathed the castle grounds in a golden glow, as if nature itself was partaking in the joyous occasion. The scent of blooming flowers filled the air, a sweet fragrance to mark the end of an era of sorrow and the beginning of an era of joy and reunification. The kingdom, which had been under a cloud of despair, now stood basking in the glory of truth and justice. Chapter 13 The Happy Ending the moment of truth had left the crowd in a state of shared euphoria. It was as though an icy winter had given way to the first breath of spring, breathing life back into the kingdom. The atmosphere vibrated with joy, relief, and newfound respect for their queen. 
who had endured unimaginable hardship for her family. Amid the jubilant crowd, King Leander, a flood of emotions reflected in his eyes, held his children close. Their reunion was both heart-wrenching and joyous. The years lost to the witch's curse had stolen precious moments, but now, with his children returned to their human forms, the king found solace. The strength of their bond, stronger than any curse, had triumphed. At the same time, within the castle, a discovery was made that magnified the kingdom's joy. The lost prince, hidden away by the disgraced Queen Mother, was found. The news of his safe recovery was like a sweet melody, a final note in their symphony of happiness. Standing amidst her family, Alina's heart swelled with relief and love. The painful silence she had endured for years began to melt away. The moment she had longed for, the moment to break her silence, had finally arrived. The castle grounds fell into a hush as she stepped forward, her voice as soft and melodic as the rustling of leaves in the breeze. Her first words, directed towards King Leander, were simple yet profound. I love you, she declared, her voice barely more than a whisper. Yet, in the ensuing silence, her words echoed, reaching every corner of the vast castle grounds. Her statement was met with King Leander's stunned silence, followed by a warm, radiant smile, his joy evident in his sparkling eyes. This joyous moment sparked the beginning of a grand celebration that swept across the kingdom. The castle was adorned with vibrant banners and twinkling lights, illuminating the castle grounds with their warm glow. A feast was prepared, the likes of which had not been seen in years. The air was filled with the mouth-watering aroma of roasting meats, fresh-baked bread and sweet pastries. The people of the kingdom, dressed in their finest, gathered in the castle grounds. Laughter and chatter filled the air, replacing the sombre atmosphere that had once hung over them. Musicians played lively tunes that made people sway and twirl, their worries forgotten in the mirth of the celebration. As the day faded into night, the kingdom continued to revel. The stars above seemed to twinkle brighter, as if they too were joining in the celebration. The kingdom, which had been touched by sorrow and despair, was now a beacon of joy and hope, marking the end of a dark chapter and the beginning of a joyous era of peace and unity. The tale of their queen and her siblings would be told for generations to come. A story of unwavering love, sacrifice and the triumphant victory of truth. This was their happy ending, the ending they had all longed for and rightfully deserved. Epilogue In the years that followed the joyful reunion and celebratory festivities, peace blossomed in the kingdoms like the most vibrant of spring blooms. Under King Leander's wise and just rule, the kingdom prospered, the dark days of deceit and despair, now mere memories etched into the annals of history. His kingdom, once fraught with tension, became a beacon of harmony and progress, illuminating the path for others to follow. King Leander and Queen Alina's reign was marked by fairness, compassion and respect. The couple's bond, born from the struggles they had weathered together, reflected in their rule creating an atmosphere of trust and love that permeated the entire kingdom. Their love story became a ballad sung by bards, a tale of resilience and unwavering commitment that touched the hearts of their subjects 
and brought hope to even the most despairing souls. The neighbouring kingdom, under the rule of Alina's father, also flourished. A sense of relief and tranquility settled over the land following the return of the lost princes. The king, now advanced in age, found comfort and happiness in the presence of his returned sons, their strong bond acting as a soothing balm to the years of worry and grief he had endured. The relationship between the two kingdoms, cemented by the shared trials and familial bonds, thrived. Trade prospered, cultural exchanges grew, and a sense of unity prevailed. The two kingdoms, once existing side by side, now intermingled as one large family, their bond evident in the peace and prosperity that ensued. The legacy of the brave princess and her devoted siblings, their story of sacrifice and love, became a lighthouse in the darkest of nights, a beacon of hope. Their tale was told to every child, taught in every school. It became an integral part of the cultural fabric, a testament to the strength of love and the power of determination. It served as a reminder that even in the face of the darkest of curses, the strength of the human spirit, bound by love, can triumph. As the years gently rolled by, turning the once vivid memories into hallowed legends, the two kingdoms continued to prosper. The castle grounds, once a place of execution, transformed into a haven of joy where children played and lovers strolled. The Grand Castle, a silent witness to the trials and triumphs of its occupants, stood tall, echoing the laughter and whispers of its past and present. In this idyllic setting, the story of the princess and her swan family continued to inspire, bringing warmth to cool evenings and solace to heavy hearts. The kingdom slept, their dreams filled with hope and love, under the vigilant watch of the twinkling stars, carrying forth the legacy of their beloved queen and her sisters and brothers into the timeless realm of legends. <laughs>